Hey there, it's Pragyan and you're streaming Questions Scoop. So today, you will be listening to the modern game of football. Now this is the part 6 of our football series. And if you haven't checked out our other parts of the series, then do listen. The 2000s was a decade when football became the modern game as we know it today. It was during this decade only when the world witnessed the emergence of football's greatest ever rivalries between players Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. The world not only got to witness some great players but also some great managers too during this period. It was also the first time when the world saw widespread corruption in the footballing world. The Calciopolis scandal in Italy came as the biggest shock. It was alleged that the 2010 World Cup hosting rights won by South Africa was originally won by Morocco. This was also the period when the now banished Sepp Blatter was the FIFA president. So you can expect what further could have happened during Blatter's tenure. Now let's move deeper into football and find out who and what defined the decade. Well, this was the decade when clubs had started spending a great deal of money on players in the transfer market. Spending huge amounts of money every season to revitalize the squad was becoming the new norm at rich clubs. The money-pumped Premier League was at the forefront of this revolution. But it was Real Madrid who started this new trend under the project Los Galacticos, wherein the club bought expensive big players in successive seasons starting from 2000 with the signing of Luis Figo. The following successive seasons saw the arrival of Zinedine Zidane, Ronaldo, David Beckham, Michael Owen and Sergio Ramos. Although it was a formidable side, the project was deemed to be a complete failure since the club managed to win only one Champions League that is in 2002 and one La Liga that is in 2003 with these Galacticos. It was also during this period when Brazil won their fifth FIFA World Cup in 2002. The Sambas had the famous trinity of Ronaldo, Rivaldo and Ronaldinho with them. Now let's talk about the Premier League. No Premier League mentions goes without acknowledging Arsene Wenger's Arsenal, the Invisibles. This Arsenal side famously went the whole 2003-2004 Premier League session unbeaten winning the title in the process. This side boasted of high-caliber players such as Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira. This decade saw major takeovers at Premier League clubs, Chelsea Football Club and Manchester United which were brought by millionaire Roman Abramovich and Glazer family respectively in 2003. Liverpool also saw a change in ownership in 2006. Manchester City was brought by the Sheikhs of Abu Dhabi later that decade in 2008. Chelsea was the biggest beneficiary of this takeover. They didn't waste much time and started signing big players. They appointed Josie Mourinho, the special one at the helm in 2004, who had just won the Champions League with FC Porto the previous session. 
it was a hugely successive stint at Chelsea where he won them two consecutive league titles. The fact that his side was able to stave off the challenge of both Manchester United and Arsenal tells us a story of how great they were. Mourinho's Chelsea was the best defensive side in Europe in those two years. John Terry, Didier Drogba, Frank Lampard and Arjen Robben starred for this team. Although Liverpool Football Club didn't manage to win the Premier League title during the whole decade, they did manage to overcome a great AC Milan side in their comeback victory in the Champions League final in 2005. This match was famously labelled the miracle of Istanbul by the media. This was the only major trophy that Steven Gerrard managed to lift during his 17 disguised years at Liverpool. But who were the best in England? Of all the teams, Sir Alex Ferguson's Manchester United was the greatest English side in that decade in which they won a total of six league titles and one Champions League. Particularly during 2006 to 2009, Ferguson managed to build his greatest team ever featuring Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney, Paul Scholes and Rio Ferdinand. Unlike other teams who had a set formation and style of play, Ferguson would line up his team in such a way to exploit opposition's weakness. They could play a defensive formation of 4-5-1 or an attacking formation of 4-3-3. Despite the huge success of English clubs during the decade, England national team's golden generation featuring supremely talented players performing poorly at the global stage. Now, Italy managed to house some formidable clubs. AC Milan dominated the mid-2000s under Carlo Ancelotti appearing in three Champions League final winning two of them, Andrei Shevchenko, Kaka, Paolo Maldini, Andrea Pirlo were some of the stars in this side. In 2006, the Calciopoli scandal rocked the Italian league Serie in which Juventus, AC Milan, Lazio, Fiorentina and Regina were all detained of corruption of some sort. Juventus was stripped of its league title in the previous two seasons and was relegated to Serie B. But the sadness of Italian fans soon turned into joy when Italy won their fourth World Cup title after defeating France in the final. This final was famous for Zidane's headbutt on Marco Materazzi, after which Zidane was shown a straight red card and bid his final adieu to the game of football as a player in a very unfashionable manner. After the Calciopoli scandal, Inter Milan grabbed the opportunity to be the undisputed kings of Italy and won a total of four consecutive league titles in the Serie A in the ensuing years. But the icing on the cake was the Champions League title that they won in 2010 under the tutelage of Jaws Mourinho. This victory was made even more special by the fact that they managed to defeat a great Pep Guardiola's Barcelona side in the semi-finals of the tournament. But which is the greatest team of the decade? Spanish club FC Barcelona is considered to be not only the greatest side of the decade, 
but is also considered to be the best team to have ever played the game. And it was all made possible due to Pep Guardiola, who was appointed as the manager of the Catalan club in 2008. This team was considered the greatest, not only because of what they won, but also by the style in which they won it. Pep evolved the total football tactic into a possession-based tiki-taka football style and primarily deployed a 4-3-3 formation. Pep won the club three league titles and two Champions League during his four years at the club. They famously defeated Ferguson's Manchester United in both the finals of the Champions League. The most memorable time has to be the time when they won the famous treble in 2009, sweeping the La Liga, Champions League and Copa del Rey all together. Every player that started for the club during that period was a superstar in his own right with great technical ability and a specific role. This side included Lionel Messi, Thierry Henry and Samuel Ito'o, Savi and Iniesta, Sergio Busquets, Eric Abidal and Danny Alves, Peek and Puyol and Victor Valdez. This team was built upon academic graduates from the famed La Masia Academy. It was in complete contrast to Barca's Spanish rivals Real Madrid who have been just trying to buy out their way to success throughout the whole decade. The club's success transferred to the Spanish national team too, which won two European championships, that is in 2008 and in 2012, and the coveted FIFA World Cup in 2010. Spain was very lucky to have a very talented crop of players during this period who were fully compatible with the tiki-taka style of football. Now, what is tiki-taka? Well, tiki-taka is a style of possession-based football where the players try to keep hold of the ball and move it quickly by one-touch short passing. It involves fluidity of positions and requires the player to be intelligent enough and of great technical ability. Just wait for the right moment and space, and a single killer pass is enough to carve the defense open. Tiki-taka in one sense is an evolution of the total football theory developed by Renus Michels and Johan Kruf in which the emphasis is always on the utilization of space. Kruf's mentee Pep Guardiola is considered to be the creator of this style of football when he managed the youthful FC Barcelona B-side. Funnily enough, Pep doesn't even like to be associated with the name because he didn't believe in passing and possession just for the sake of it. There should always be intent in any tactic and the intent is always to attack and score goals. Pep introduced many new tactics into the tiki-taka system where he managed FC Barcelona, with one of them being using Messi as false nine. Now, false nine is a tactical position where the player plays as a striker, but frequently drops down to the midfield to increase the numbers in midfield and thus pulling the opposition's defense with himself. And this creates space for the wingers to run towards the goal. Messi, Savi and Iniesta used to create havoc forming a midfield triangle and devastating the opposition's defence. Now, if the team loses possession, it was instructed to use high pressing system to win it back quickly. 
Another main tactical aspect of tiki-taka included the positional play. According to Pep, the field is divided into zones and no more than two players should occupy the same line vertically and no more than three players should occupy the same line horizontally. Iniesta's reply when he was asked about his role in this Barcelona side sums up the tiki-taka style of football. Receive, pass and offer. Well, that's it for today guys. Thanks for listening. This is me signing out. Hope you've got some knowledge and some question to scoop. Wait for the part 7 of our football series. Keep engaging and watching our upcoming content on Question Scoop. Till then, stay home and stay safe.